0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I am Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today?
1: Doing pretty good. What's going on, man? Not too much. It's been a pretty good day
0: uh, if you're a Titans fan. Uh, we'll get to some of that stuff coming up here in just a minute. Before we do that, I remind you we rewrite for MusicCityMiracles.com covering the Titans for SB Nations. So you can check us out there. Uh, our, our, our boy Mike had a good recap of practice yesterday. We'll have the same today. So check out that um, whenever you get a chance. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Morris MCM. Terry is at FB. You can follow the podcast account at Locked On Titans. And then subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you get your podcast. Leave us a rate and review. That helps us. Um, and if you subscribe, then you get the latest shows as soon as they are available. Alright, so a lot of things are run down today. We got a new contract for Taylor Lewan. Uh we got a possible injury to Brian Arakpo. We've got, you know, uh Corey Davis showing out in practice today. And then we've got a little more discussion around the receivers where they're gonna line up, that kind of stuff, and then some some stuff with offense and defense. So those are things we're gonna hit. So from the top, Taylor Lewan gets a new deal. You know, we've been talking about this obviously all off season. Uh, you know, there was a point earlier in the week where we weren't sure exactly how this was going to play out, if he's going to show up or not. Um, But then, you know, it it, it turned into good news, you know, the night before camp, sides were talking, Ted Odewan was here, and then this morning, news breaks. I think Kaharski's the one that actually broke the news, but then Schefter gave us the details. Uh, Five-year, $80 million extension, uh, $50 million in guaranteed money for Ted Odewan. Makes him the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. So, a little bit interesting there. I mean, obviously, just the timing and, and how all that stuff happens. But, regardless, it's it's really good to see that deal get done and that not to have to be a, a conversation point going forward.
1: Yeah, could it have gone any better? I mean, yeah, you you see the Le'Veon Bell thing playing out with the Steelers, it just dragging on for years. Uh, John Robinson nips us in the bud, and it's done. Uh, so you've got your two biggest camp storylines for us that we talked about. Uh, Kevin Dodd, he's gone. Uh, no longer a, a distraction. Uh, And then the the LaJuan deal gets done today So uh, Both of your biggest problems Or or storylines are taken care of By day two of camp Uh, Again, hats off to John Robinson Hats off to this this organization For not letting this drag out For paying one of your best players For paying the face of perhaps Nashville uh, For getting that deal done You've got the money uh, Spend it now, lock up your best player So great move
0: yeah, absolutely, and it's just funny. It's been a while since we've had. You know, Jurell Casey got a deal, an extension last year. All right, right, before camp started, but you know, you can count on less than one hand in the last decade, really, of guys that the Titans have drafted have wanted to give a big second contract to. Um, so you know, this is obviously that, those are good things. Uh, Robinson didn't draft Taylor Lewan, but you know, again, having the having the sense to to get all that in front of in front of camp, get all that stuff done. Um, so that they can focus on just, you know, playing football on the field. So that's obviously something that was very important. Uh, A bit of bad news, Brian Arakpo left practice early today, uh, appeared to be favoring his shoulder. That was according to A to Z Sports on Twitter. Um, I don't think he came back out. So just something to keep an eye on there. Nobody really said anything about it after practice, so we'll see if anything comes out here in the next little bit. Uh, You know, I I think this Titans team is going to be very secretive about uh, injuries. You know, Rashard Matthews still didn't practice today. We still have no idea why he's not practicing. He's not like said yesterday, not on the PUP list. Um, but, you know, obviously it's a concern if a if rack down. Uh, it, it's, you know, why you, you feel a little bit better about it. If he is going to have to miss some time, you do have Harold Landry. That was the importance of, of securing that. Um, but depth is an issue at that position, even with those guys. So important for them to to have all those guys there. So hopefully nothing too serious for Iraq rack
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know to be clear, we haven't heard anything else. We just saw reports of him walking off the field, so don't panic yet. Uh, But you do have Harold Landry there. If if something's happening, you've got that explosive backup pass rusher for this year. Uh, So that's certainly uh, you know you feel good about that. You're you're in a good spot there, and don't forget about Aaron Wallace coming back too. So uh, we'll wait and see before we go too much deeper, but. Um, a rack post, certainly a guy that the Titans don't want to lose.
0: Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. Like I said, if, if, if there's any updates on that, you can check me see miracles dot com. We'll be sure and have those there. Um, Corey Davis had a fantastic day of practice. Uh, everybody was going on and on. It said, I think he dropped a pass early that he probably should have caught uh, on a deep route from Mariota. But after that, I mean, I think they said he caught three touchdown passes and he was showing up all over the field. So. You know, this is not necessarily a, a huge surprise to those of us who have paid attention to you know what Corey Davis was coming out of college and what he was at the beginning of training camp last year, and you know early in the season, and then obviously the you know the playoff game against the Patriots. But it, it's good to see him get get going after kind of an up and down day yesterday. You want to see consistency out of out of a wide receiver. You want to, I mean, if he's going to be you know a top ten guy at that position in the league, which we you know fully believe that he can be. Uh, consistency is a part of that, and so you want to see that out of him. Um, so good to see that. And I honestly think—I mean, I, I think Corey Davis is outside of Marcus Mariota, which is obviously you know the most important thing to this offense. I, I think you can argue that Corey Davis is the is the next most important guy because just with the with the lack of depth that they have at receiver, um, you know, they need him to, to to step up and to play big, to play to that fifth overall draft status. They need a big year out of him because if they don't get that then you've just got a lot of, a, a lot of honestly, mediocre guys behind him. Rashard Matthews is a good player. We don't know exactly what we have, and Taewon Taylor we'll talk a little bit about in a little while, uh, you know, Todd J. Sharp, all those kind of guys. But, I, you know, I, we don't expect any of those guys to be, you know, top 10, even top 15, top 20 caliber receivers in the league. And when you've got a guy who has that ability, you need him to play to that
1: ability. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been beating that Corey Davis drum since, you know, before the Titans drafted him. <laughs> uh it, All the ability is there uh i think uh I think fans were impatient with him last year, uh just considering the amount of training camp the guy missed and really, when you couple that with really how complex the offense must have been for the receivers uh you, you know you saw so many mistakes out of that group uh so now you're seeing him from day one work from training camp with marcus Mariota he 's getting inside this new offense uh he's learning it he's he's excelling in it. You know, I, I saw three or four touchdowns today every time i refreshed it it was another uh cory davis touchdown it seemed like so really really good to see uh it sounds like they're lining him up all over the field uh so i i think there's a good chance he can step into that true number one role especially with Richard matthews missing time early on in training camp yeah and, and
0: again, yeah, like you said, the, the importance of, of him being there with Richard out and just that whole group, it, it's so interesting. And so coming up after the break, we'll talk a little bit about the, the rotation with that group and how it might be different than what we initially.
1: Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You
0: got to talk. and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league.
1: Here Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Okay, so there, there was, you know, yesterday... And, and keep in mind too. Before we get into this, Rashard Matthews is not on the field, so that's going to affect where everybody plays. But yesterday, with the first team offense, uh, Taiwan Taylor actually got the most snaps of any receiver with the first team offense, and all of his snaps were were on the outside. Okay, so I think we've all kind of assumed all along that Taylor would be the slot receiver. I mean, you know, that's what that's what you think when when you see him, his profile, all, all that kind of stuff. That's what he played mainly last year. Um, but, you know, we, we've talked a lot about this Matt LaFleur offense. We had Dan Orlovsky on. He talked a lot about it. They, they need a clear-out guy, so to speak, in the offense. And Taylor's the only one that has the speed to be able to do that. So I was listening to a podcast with Evan Silva on the way home yesterday, and he was saying that Dan Orlovsky has said, and something he was listening to, that Taylor could play the role that Sammy Watkins played in for the Rams in L.A. last year. And so that's something that we hadn't really thought about, but when you look at it, it, it makes sense. That's where he's been playing. Again, we'll see how it all you know shapes up when, uh, when Richard Matthews comes back. But th- that's kind of an interesting piece there. And I, he had a long touchdown catch today, apparently a nice one-handed catch. So, I mean, he's a guy that, again, we were high on coming out, um, you know, hesitant to take too much away from what from his game based off of what lies with the offense and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of an interesting thing that maybe is a little bit different than kind of what we've been thinking all offseason long.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thought, and Sammy didn't put up big numbers with the Rams last year, but I think he was pretty valuable because if you have that guy that can take the top off of a defense, uh, that can take that safety uh, and force him to one side of the field, that's going to open up the middle of the field uh, for intermediate work, and that's really where Mariota excels, Uh, and that's where I think Corey Davis is going to excel. He's not really that deep guy, but he's a guy that can really – uh, will work the middle of the field, win some 50-50 balls. So um, that's an interesting interesting thought that we we really haven't brought up. Uh, and if he's going to be working on the outside, you're going to see Davis working more in the slot. You might even see Matthews out of the slot. So uh, we've talked about versatility with this defense. There might be some versatility with this, this offense too. And, you know, early reports are that Jonu Smith is going to have a, a, a decently big role in this offense. I think he's kind of a guy... That we've glossed over as well, uh, maybe playing that a little bit of a receiver role uh, more so than a tight end, maybe a move tight end. Uh, so, so that's another guy. I mean, someone's going to have to emerge here. The Titans don't have great numbers at receivers, so someone else is going to have to emerge outside of uh, you know Taylor, Davis, and Matthews, and Sharp. So, uh, I think Jonu Smith could be another guy that maybe we're overlooking a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right. We probably haven't talked enough about him this year. I mean, a, a lot of the questions around that group is, you know, about Delaney Walker. How much longer is he going to hold up? You know, you you got to figure eventually he's going to fall off that cliff. I mean, he's a he's guy that's been in the league for a long time, but he has been, you know, he hasn't done that yet. Um, maybe fell off a little bit last year, but not taking that nosedive that you see a lot of guys take. Um, and, and so they obviously drafted John o. Smith to, um, to come in and play that role. Now that was a different scheme and all that stuff they were drafting that for. But you figure the same thing. I mean, he's probably John o. Smith's probably going to be your tight end one next year. Um, and somebody was talking on Twitter yesterday, I can't remember who it was, but talking about how just, it's remarkable how similar they look out there, John o. Smith and Lenny Walker, like they look exactly the same. Um, and he apparently had a good day yesterday, didn't show out as much today. But, yeah, he's a guy that, that could emerge as a, as a playmaker in this offense. I don't think you're going to see, like, if you're thinking about, like, fantasy football or any, any of that kind of stuff, I don't think he's a guy that's going to have much value there this year. But you could see his role kind of evolve as the year goes along, and then you could see him really take off next year. Um, and, and, again, like you said, you've got all these pieces, and they talk about being, you know, multiple and all that stuff on defense. But when you've got a receiver group, and if you've got, you know, Davis, Matthews, Taylor, Sharp, that you can count on, that you feel good about, even, you know, thought Campanero in there or whoever else. Rotate those guys around, get the matchups that you want, and then you've got guys like Jonu Smith, Delaney Walker, that can also prevent ma- or present matchup problems. You've got Deion Lewis out of the backfield, Derrick Henry, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I mean, it, this offense has, I think, a chance to be to be pretty special. Now, I think that they maybe lack the, the top-end talent, at least. I mean, you got Davis, but then after that, but I think they can make up for that a little bit with scheme, and we haven't seen that in the past. I think that's why it's you know we don't really know what to expect, because we're not used to having a guy that, that gives you a schematic advantage. But they should have that this year, and so I, I'm kind of excited to see where it all goes.
1: I thought Taylor O'Wallon had a really interesting comment yesterday. Uh, he said that there's just more plays in this offensive playbook. You know, he, he said that after the first practice, there's more plays. So... Uh, it just sounds like uh, Malarkey had his stuff. He was going to run it, and Terry Rubisky, too, had his stuff. They were going to run that little uh, handful of plays, um, and if it didn't work too bad, they were going to try it again. So it, it just sounds like there's more versatility. There's more built-in options here. Uh, so, yeah, like like you're saying, there's there's a ton of options. Uh, and, and just remember what Marcus Mariota did year one and year two, I think people forget how good he was, just, just remembering what they saw last year. So if you can get a guy that is a top-notch mental processor uh, in an offense like this that made Jared Goff go from, from looking like a bust to per, potential all-pro, uh, I'm just really excited for this offense. It's going to be something that uh, we haven't seen in, in some time, maybe ever in, in Nashville, honestly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, back to the Malarkey Robisky thing. I mean, they pretty much said that last year. Like, we go into the game with stuff that we're going to run, and we're going to run it whether it works or not. And we're going to run it until basically try to make it work. And I think it's pretty clear that this is going to be a this is going to be a much different offense. This is going to be a much different philosophy. And you know, you, you look at what like what's successful, right? You look at the Rams' offense last year, the Eagles' offense. And just doing different things and exploiting matchups, and th- I, I guess that's not how football was played, you know. However, ten, you know, thirty years ago, the last time Terry Rubisky was an offensive coordinator, it was about hey, we're going to do our stuff, or we're going to execute it, and you know, it doesn't matter what you do, we're going to do us, we're going to execute, and, and so we're going to be successful that way. That's not really how it works anymore. And so it's just it's really fun to have a have a, an offensive staff that understands that and is is here um now and, and again with marcus Mariota and all the stuff that they have there so that it's going to be fun to watch uh the offense looked better today from all reports uh you know uh, there was a little bit i think concern yesterday afternoon uh when it was talking about the, the offense kind of sputtered yesterday the defense looked like they're pretty far ahead and i and i wrote about this a little bit this morning on Music City miracles but you know i don't think that should be a concern we've heard from multiple people that are familiar with this offense that it, it's going to take everybody a while to pick it up Um, But once they pick up, then, you know, it's going to take off really quickly. So, you know, I, I think I remember Dan Orlovsky saying, you know, give it a couple of weeks in camp before you really make any judgments on how everybody looks in it because that's how long it's going to take for them to all grasp the concepts because it's so much different than what they've done before. And, you know, defensively, they're not they're not doing anything that much differently than what they did with LeBeau. I mean, sure, things are going to be different. But when you think about the defense, you've upgraded talent, and, you know, your guys that are starting over there, your upgrades, are veteran guys, I mean, you, you bring in Malcolm Butler. So he's not going to have an acclimation period to get up to speed. Um, you know, right now you've had Will Compton – Running at least even or ahead of Rashawn Evans, that will you know hopefully change as as camp goes along. But so I mean, it's a more that side of the ball, a lot more veterans over there. So I, I think you should expect to see them uh, be ahead early on. Uh, you know, and, and the offense missing one of their one of their biggest playmakers in Rashad Matthews. So you know, I, there was I was hearing some concern, seeing it on Twitter, hearing it on the radio yesterday with with, with where the offense is. But I don't think it's anything to worry about at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, and I think I said the same thing yesterday. You know, as, as much talent as this defense has, particularly in the secondary, they're supposed to be ahead. You know, you want them to be ahead. Uh, that's what they're paid to do. So uh, you're talking about you know, Malcolm Butler, Dory Jackson, and Logan Ryan, Kevin Byard being ahead of guys like Corey Davis and Taywan Taylor. That should happen. So uh, I was honestly surprised to see the offense do what they did today. Uh, to see Corey Davis making big plays, to see Taywan Taylor reeling in big catches. I think he even saw Michael Campanaro win on, on a deep route. So uh, that's good news for, for me, seeing the, the, the passing game come along in a seven-on-seven setting or something like that. I think it's a fantastic point that, like, you should, we should be more concerned if the defense was behind right. at
0: this point. That would, yeah, that would be a bigger issue. Where the offense is, so I think that's a really good point. And you know, again, I, honestly, I think that for the first time in—I mean, I don't—I I couldn't tell you how long, like the early, you know, McNair and you know, Greg Williams, Jim Schwartz days. This this team has a chance to be really good on both sides of the ball. And I don't know, top, whatever. But I, I think you have a chance this year for both sides of the ball to be really good. And that hasn't been the case here. We've had a lot of years where the defense carried and the offense wasn't as good, you've had a few years where the offense was good, but the defense was terrible, and then, you've, quite frankly, you've had a lot of years where both were terrible. So it, it's just really fun to see a team that, you know, has the ability to be good on both sides of the ball. And, and again, I, I just – I don't know. I, everybody's optimistic right now. Everybody's excited. But this is, this is probably the most excited I've been about a Titan season in a really long time.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And you just have to pray that number eight and number 84 stay healthy. Because I think they're the two linchpins that could set this whole thing off. Uh, I think the run game is going to be good regardless. But if you can get a full season from Corey Davis, a full season from Marcus Mariota uh, when he's right and in in an actual offense uh, that will let him flourish in the the passing game, uh, it's going to be a thing of beauty. You just got to hope they can stay healthy and put a full season together.
0: Right, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, the, the, that's the, the number one thing, right, is Marcus's health. I mean, that's the thing that we all secretly worry about a little bit, but, you know, hopefully in this offense they can they can protect him a little bit better and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. All right, so that'll be it for us this week.
1: Hang on, um, we've got breaking oh, news. Uh, breaking news. Uh, Delaney Walker signing a contract extension. Really? How about that?
0: There you go. All oh, right, well.
1: A little live news for
0: you. That is interesting. Okay. Do they have oh, – <laughs> this one? Uh Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, so um, – you know, he was on – it's hilarious. He was on – I heard him on the day 180 before we came on here. And he said, oh, you know, whatever. We're not worried about it, blah, blah,
1: blah. Um, we've got a so, two-year extension. He's 33 years old and will be here for two more seasons at least. So all of those draft analysts that say we need a tight end <laughs> – um, <laughs> have to hold off uh, for at least two more seasons. <laughs> I forgot
0: about all that fun. Well, there you go. It's been a big day. it yeah. a big day
1: for John, John Robinson. Uh,
0: well, that's cool. It'll be interesting to see the numbers there. Um, is, is it two years on like three total seasons or that's, trying to figure out?
1: That's a good question.
0: Um, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll sort all that out. Um, but, yeah, so uh, let's see what Delaney said. He said, I always feel like a kid. Even though they shut Toys R Us down, I am still a Toys R Us kid. I play football. I play kids' sports. So I don't think I'll ever change. I'll be this way forever. So <laughs> There you go. So uh, that's awesome. I mean, you know, he's a guy that has been here through some lean times. I mean, when he came in, uh, things were not good, and he was a guy that talked about uh, they needed to change the culture in the locker room, and that wasn't that wasn't that group of people that were here then. They didn't say those types of things, and you know that was something that Delaney Walker was pretty upfront about. And so you, you know he's about the right things, and that's the, that's the good thing. I mean, when, you, when you're giving guys extensions, when you're giving guys a, a bunch of money, you want to feel good about how much they love to play the game of football. And with LaJuan, you know that that's the case for him. It's the same thing for Delaney Walker. I so, mean, this is awesome. I, I, think that he can, I think he can help this team for a couple more years for sure.
1: Yeah, two-year extension, so that's on top of what he already has. So he's going to be here for this season and then two more. So, signed through the 2020 season, if I'm reading that right. So, yeah, uh, a guy that came in, and we talk about Taylor Lewan being the face of Nashville. But this dude came in and just just really took ownership of the Titans and has become one of the faces of the franchise. So, uh, awesome, awesome news. Uh, J-Rob getting the job done, uh, keeping keeping the Titans talent in nashville uh this was something that i thought would get done i I really didn't think delaney would would leave after this season uh he's not slowing down that much uh he's still a huge part of the offense so uh delaney walker and johnny smith maybe they can become one of the the uh that two-headed monster that you hear about at the tight end position
0: yeah absolutely so all right cool well like i said it's been a good day uh, you know, as long as as long as the Brian Arakpo thing is not serious, then this has been one of the one of the best days I can remember uh for Titans fans in, in the recent you know, in recent memory. So all right, we'll 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 check that out. We'll get the terms of that deal, we'll get we'll get them up on museum Miracle so you can check that out there. Um we'll be back next week, probably three or four episodes, so be ready for that. I'm gonna try and get to get practice once or twice over the weekend, so uh, hopefully I'll get to see it with my own eyes for the first time this year. yeah, anyway, it's a good Good time to be a Titans fan. So between now and then, again, MCMiracles.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Morris MCM. Terry's at TLambertFB. Uh, And subscribe to the podcast Locked on Titans wherever you get your your podcast. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Locked on Podcast Network, but why stop now?